Hello and welcome to the Double Take Podcast with your hosts, Kirk and Kevin Weber. This is the show for fans of APA Gaming and Sports. On this episode, we discuss the state of APA in 2020, new products and company news, and we consider how to run a tournament in the COVID era. Please join us now on Double Take, an APA Gaming Podcast. Welcome to episode 37 of Double Take. This is Kirk Weber along with my brother Kevin Weber. And we're back with another episode of Appa Talk, among other things. I know it's been a while, but um, we are happy to be back. We've, we've gotten busier. We figured that might happen as we got back into uh, not being on lockdown like we were. We're both high school teachers with families that are busy. And it's not that we haven't been thinking about doing an episode. We've, Certainly. I think, about every other day, one of us says, "We we got to get an episode out. We gotta we gotta do this right." So here we are. Now we don't have an interview today, um, and hopefully that doesn't make everybody turn this off. We have had a number of suggestions on interviews. Don Provisorio uh, suggested that we contact Ron Gatos. He and his brother started the Appa Journal back in the day, and uh, we would like to reach out to them and work that out. That sounds like a great idea. Brian Wells, who we had talked to also before, suggested a while ago that we get in contact with with Steve Scoff about hockey, because that's a topic that we still would like to have a good, solid episode on. And then um, there was a guy, Andy Palomino, who suggested that uh, we talked to Nick uh, Malatesnik, who is the commissioner of the BBW Leg League that we're in, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. And he thinks it would be really interesting to hear how he arrived at the normalized stats and how he determined the draft values for players and and stuff like that. I would find that interesting because I don't really know how yes. he did that either. Um, so, how are you feeling about your normalized players at this point now? You know? Well, you and I before when we, um, you know, probably our last episode, I guess. But yeah, I uh, I feel that some of the normalization is askew, and I know that people inside the league can see how the stats go. But okay, you're having um, Hall of Famers that are hitters as well as pitchers, and for whatever reason, the hitters. Um, I don't expect a guy that hits 380 to hit 380, but I do expect him to hit maybe 320 or something with better pitchers. I don't expect a 380 hitter to hit 280 or 250. I don't expect expect my 372 George Sisler to hit 268. I don't expect that. I don't expect the the league batting average to be like 220, right? Um, I think that there, I think there's a fine line, and I'd like to actually ask Nick about that. Not that I'm putting him on the spot or something, you know, but uh, I, I feel like the that uh, the pitchers seem to be doing a little better than what they should. Um, the, the National League that we're in, you know, without the DH, um, is significantly less offensive than the American League. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it feels like the year of the pitcher 1968 a little bit it's tough runs are tough to come by yeah yeah they 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 really are um 
So Which I don't I mean, necessarily mind that, but I just feel like if you're a, I don't know, a, an 18, 17, 18 starter, because it goes off of that, that kind of stuff, that you're way better than you probably should be. You know? Yeah, I, 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 I think know. that those guys should be downgraded a little bit more. I don't think that they're, they should be as good as they are. Um, but that's just kind of my vibe on it. I and that's that, not, and, and yeah, you the, your team has the yeah. highest batting average in the National League. It's not like you're complaining. Yeah, I, I know. Um, my team's hitting 268 as a team, which it's not like that's rocking right. you know, rocking them out of there, but it's the best hitting team in the league. My pitching's just middle of the pack. But still, I had a, a 17 and a 14 starter throw back-to-back shutouts in my last series, which is kind of a joke. Okay. When you're, a, a, you know, yeah. When know. you're facing teams that um, have guys that all like your worst hitter hits two ninety on his yeah. card, right? Um, my, yeah, my worst. Yeah, you uh, have. I mean, yeah. you know, or something like a lot of guys will have that. Yes. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you have like I have basically all three hundred hitters in my lineup. So do you, and they can't hit worth well, garbage. Well, we've got well, the guy that's got Cal Ripken's nineteen ninety one season. Cal is off to a hot start, and he's hitting about 340, though he didn't hit that high. He's just, this is going crazy. And last I checked, I've got Tommy Davis, his 62 season, which he hit 349. He, coming into this week, was hitting 315. That's second in the league in hitting. Right, and then I think there's a couple guys just above 300. Yeah, there's about six guys above 300 that are regular starters. And then after that, and there's a good chance that I mean, if you're hitting 285, you're you're good. It reminds me right. of like Willie Horton in '68 when he hit like 285, and he was like fifth in the league in hitting or something. Right. You know. Yeah. So so it's I don't know. I mean, so yeah, that that would be a great conversation. And like we've talked about, if if Nick is anything like he is when he writes the communication uh, his communications as a commissioner, which are so witty and funny and um just really well stated um he would be very entertaining just in that sense um plus i think he's just so into it so uh yeah he would be good but you know i mean it seems like whoever we end up talking to um it ends up being fun and interesting and stuff like that so we just need to get back to about it Mm -hmm. working that out of course everybody else is busier now too we were able to knock off a lot of interviews um for a while there like weekly because people well, we were, were available and at home and everything, yep. And we could work out times, and we were very flexible in our time at that. So now everything gets a little more narrowed down. But we will get back to that. It's not going to go away. And for those people that um, think, oh, maybe they just had a run there, and they're not going to, they're they're just going to fizzle out or something. We we'll, just have we'll, to get more consistent in our. In our what our we're learning so how to do is how to do this while our job's going on. We, we haven't experienced that you know we yeah. you know what i mean like so we're trying to figure out how to balance that so there are some topics so that we can talk about at least for this episode and what we'll do is when we come back we'll talk about some some of the latest app news and products and things like that um and some tournament talk and uh just some different things um that we see kind of going on right now in the Apple world. All right. So stick with us. We'll come back in a minute and get into some more Apple stuff.
All right. Well, welcome back. Um, so app, some APA news that's been out in, in, in some of the latest newsletters and on some of the uh, podcast information uh, with This Week in APA with John Aslan. Um, I just want to kind of go through a few of these things and, you know, feel free to chime in with your thoughts and commentary on this. Um, World Series sets continue to get released and come out. And I know that you have an interest in trying to acquire as many of those as possible. I see recently here um, seven new World Series sets, including the uh, 1902, 18, 43, 50, 63, 81, and 2009 sets. Now, the 1902 is kind of a what-if series. Yeah, that's um, interesting. They're going to have the Philadelphia Athletics versus the Pittsburgh Pirates, kind of mm -hmm. the Battle of uh, Pennsylvania. Um, so that's kind of interesting how they're even spotting some of those in. I still haven't seen like 1970 released or anything like that. Yeah. And, you know, those they have 81 on there? The, the... Um, 81 is uh, part of this new release. That's a that's an interesting one. That's kind of yeah. a fun one. And it's a fun one to get a couple of 81 teams that you could possibly use in a tournament or something. Yeah, that'd be like Dodgers, Yankees. So, yeah. Um, so there's, you know, a number of kind of New York, kind of a number of Yankee options that also kind of come about um, and Dodger stuff, I guess. Um, so those are, you know, they continue to work with those. The, um, the goal is um, by the end of the year, which is just a couple more months, to have all of the World Series sets through 2018 uh, available. That's awesome. I mean, props to, props to APA for that, you know? I mean, that's... Mm -hmm that's well done and that's something that people want they've been asking for that you know mm-hmm so i mean i'm i was i'm happy to see that i always kind of i love reading the newsletter and seeing what new products that they might be coming out with and there's always stuff on the world series sets eventually you're not going to see things on the world series sets because they're going to be caught up you know mm -hmm. but yeah. and then it'll be more about you know um reissuing things or um Re, you know, revising things and stuff like that. Someday the ultimate announcement is going to be, you know, if they ever say they're going to do basketball. Yes. <laughs> yes. You always got to work in a basketball. I did that for Brian That's Wells there. Um, so the other thing um, that recently on an episode of This Week in Napa that John Herson talked about was that they are no longer going to offer the Baseball Hall of Fame products that they had. And they're going to kind of revise them. He, um, you know, they decided that they're going to redo the set based on the best five consecutive seasons of a player. And it's not just necessarily Hall of Famers. They may call it the Hall of Fame set, but they'll have Pete Rose or Joe Jackson or maybe mm -hmm. some steroid guys or something like that in there. What do you think of that? Yes. I like that. And the first thing I like about it is that he's telling us how it's set. This mm -hmm. is what it is. It's these. It's the best five years. That's what I'm doing. That's what we're basing on. Okay, cool. And then when you see the card, you kind of know what it is. Because part of the problem with the previous Hall of Fame set is that people didn't really get how the cards were, how they came about. You know. Right. Mm -hmm. So. And this is not the best five years. It's the best five consecutive seasons. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, so that's an interesting we, I mean, thing. Best five, yeah. best five consecutive, whatever you want to do. Right. Like, how does that work for somebody like uh, Ted Williams? Yeah. Which one? Well, he kept get getting five. Did he, he. I mean, he had a lot of great years, but with the going off to war, 
you know. Well, I would think you just interrupted. I would think you, if he had five good ones and there was some wartime in between, you just count those still as so your five. He, was it's it, seasons, not years. In, you did know? he come up in like 38 or 39 or something? I think it was 30. So he gets three there, and then do you count when he comes back in, in 45 or 46, uh-huh. you know? I don't know. How's that supposed to work? I'm sure he'll figure right. out what he wants to do. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, but that's that's interesting, um, and I think that will be a set that people will be interested in in, in, in getting. You know? I think that that can give you a feel. Like we talked about this before, and some of our issues with that product, where I I would like it where if you play with that Ted Williams card, let's say, you get a feel for what Ted Williams was like as a player in his prime, because that's really in his, and it's really his prime. It's like the really, best prime that when you have. say the best five consecutive seasons, you're talking about their prime. You know, I mean, that's that's yeah. what you're doing. Um, so they may have been faster, like more speedy earlier. That's going to yeah. be the guy or something. Maybe they stole more bases or something. Uh, maybe they did have more home runs in a certain period of time, you know. Now, um, you, there's a lot of players that you could have really nice cards who played really well for about a five-year period. But mm-hmm. I don't think they should be in there. I mean, I think the way you qualify is if you had a Hall of Fame type career and yeah. then you get that right i mean i i hope that we don't see somebody who was a flash in a pan you know that sort of thing yeah. um well, you know you gotta have five good years you know or pretty close to that consecutively so you're usually not a flash in a pan if you've done that but you know even a player like let's say johnny bench he never you know there's there was always a down year within any five year period right you know being mm-hmm. a catcher so like let's say you take 68 to 68, 69, 70, 71, 72. That might work. But if you took 69 to 73, I mean, he stunk in 73 because uh-huh. he came back from his surgery and stuff. So, you know, that'd be kind of interesting to see how that works out. I don't know. You you take a guy that's not going to be a Hall of Famer like a uh, like a Willie McGee. I bet you Willie McGee has five really good years. Oh, I bet you he does too. Yeah. But Willie McGee's not a Hall of Famer, but he could have probably a really nice five-year span card Mm -hmm. right i'm just throwing out guys like that who um were phenomenal for a period of time like bernie williams right not Mm -hmm. quite a hall of famer but he had five really good years in a row as well um i tell you guy that is going to be a hall of famer that would have a really good five-year spot is miguel cabrera Mm -hmm. there's there's a five-year spot where he was you know he right. Was really good. I mean, does a guy who's um, who um, isn't in the Hall of Fame like well, he's going to take like the five years and then he's um, going to normalize him, right? Is right. That what he's going to do. Well, I think it's. I think they're going or is he to. going to just base it on the five years. Maybe it's know. a five-year average. I'm not sure. I'd be curious yeah. to know I mean, that. I don't know if it's normalized. I'd love that to was, talk that to him about that. Was a deal with the other. The other yeah. set was normalized. I would say it's out of that five-year period. Okay, what did you average in you know per season? How many home runs? Your batting average, all that, and then make a card based on that. Mm-hmm. But like, think of a guy like Dale Murphy. The reason oh, yeah. he's not in the Hall of Fame is because the tail, you know, the last half of his career was awful. Was the first awful, half of his career yeah. was Hall, Hall of Fame, Fame. level. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, you take five good. good years for Dale Murphy, he's mm-hmm. there, but he's not a Hall of Famer. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like, um, 
I don't know. It's it's interesting to see. Like, I think where criticism could come, not criticism. I mean, whatever. It's a fun product, well, he's right? He's going to get criticism. He's going to get gonna, it, right? Yeah, but would be it. if you have somebody in there that um, isn't considered one of the greatest players of all time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, so, and of course, that's always debatable too, right? Um, so, I don't know. Unless APA decides they're going to create their own Hall of Fame. Of players and you know yeah. they're all induct guys for who had some of the best five-year stints ever <laughs> or something like that you yeah. know because you know you can already put a good five years together for mike trout yeah. right you know i mean and sure. he he would have a card as competitive as anybody that they might have there um so i'm curious to see how that might go um so that'll be fun so that's that that's a product mm-hmm. that's gonna come out sometime or another um and i look forward to that i saw epigo did an upgrade uh where they have shared collections now and yeah, managers can cool. share stats you know stat keeping duties so that's cool i mean as they move more and more with the epigo into uh maybe Potential league play and tournament stuff mm-hmm. but more league for that kind of thing but that's a great enhancement yeah it's nice yeah. to see that they're still adding features like that you know um and then um, in on the golf front, there's been lots of things coming out, you know, and, and stuff. But they have a uh, – so sometimes you always want to just, you know, play a quick nine or something like that. So they're talking with APA Golf. They have a new uh, – it's basically two nine-hole courses, APA City and APA East 9 for $25. Um, and you get um, two nine-hole courses. One of them, the APA East, is like par threes, fours, and fives and stuff. And then – the other one is basically just like it'd be like you're playing a really short uh, nine hole. You know, Appa City is a nine hole par three course. It's all mm-hmm. par threes, That's and that cool. would play fast if you if you've never played Appa golf. Par threes go a lot faster sometimes because you have oh yeah you know so you could you could rattle right through that. That, that could be, that be a good <laughs> thing to actually is a good course to get if you're just starting out probably you know yeah um if you want to and and get a feel for different things and try to get through a round or if you're teaching a younger person how to play you don't want it to take forever Mm -hmm. yeah yeah if you don't want to mess with uh dog legs and and that sort of thing yeah um you could play and and do that and and of course, you could, um, if you're playing that course, you'd want to select golfers that are good with that sort of game. With those with their irons and stuff, yes. Right. Sure. You know, good iron player. I mean, you don't um, want Bryson DeChambeau on that. I mean, uh, maybe not. You know, you know but Bryson's pretty pretty dang good. At, he's pretty um, good with a lot of stuff so. right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he hits pretty good iron shots. Too, yeah. So, so that that's kind of cool. He, he can he can putt pretty well too. So you know, speaking of that, I I see that. Um, by the end of October, beginning of November, the um, TGA Tour is supposed to do their draft. You know, mm-hmm. we talked about that with um, before with Bruce and Dara. And um, I'm sure if you keep an eye on the TGA Tour Facebook page, you know, there'll be stuff on that. But uh, one of the first stops is DC Metro. And that is, you know, available again in like Spiralbound um, format for 30 bucks, um, you know, with the Epic Store. So that's cool. Um and hopefully there'll be some people that get involved and participate with that. I'll be honest, I haven't done a lot with Epic Golf lately. Um, just with trying to, I mean, you know, trying to get busy, you know, with other things, you know, it's just uh, uh, school and teaching and trying to 
basically it's like I'm creating something new every day for online mm -hmm. teaching. Um, so, but I am looking forward to that. That should be kind of fun. So um, th those are some good things. Um, we'll take one more quick break and then we'll come back and talk. I want to talk a little bit about like tournament stuff and how this okay. might play out in the age of COVID and some things that are going on. So we'll come right back after this and, and kind of wrap up, I think, our last segment with some APA tournament talk, among other things. Okay? Okay. All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, welcome back. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about some of these forthcoming APA tournaments. Now, we both plan on going to a tournament in Michigan here, right? You know, and that's Pastor Rich's mm -hmm. uh, tournament, which is going to be Saturday, March 6th, 2021, the 7th Annual Greater Michigan APA Baseball Tournament at the Loomis Park Baptist Church there in Jackson, Michigan. So hopefully if anybody else is interested and you can, you know, Pastor Rich has kind of set things up a little differently. In the past, he, you know, you know, wanted people to commit, but then not bail on them because that really messes things up. And there was not a penalty, but it was kind of like, you know, kind of a penalty if you bailed at the last second after you committed. But he's not doing that this year because of um, the COVID stuff, you know. Yeah, he knows it's going to be a struggle to get a good number of people to come. Right. Year. I saw there's a Minnesota one that's supposed to be, I think, in October that I think they're having like just 18 guys or something like Or I, didn't, mm -hmm. I say guys. I mean, 18 managers could be women, too. Um there were people that are starting new tournaments. I, I saw that uh, November 7th, the registration already closed. The first annual Salisbury APA baseball tournament in Salisbury, Maryland. It's going to be run by Chester Davis. And, you know, God bless him for starting a new tournament at this point. I mean, like if you were trying to kick into a new tournament, I don't know if this is the year to do it, but he's going for it. You know, and they have, you know, an interesting scenario. If you look at some of the stuff on the on the website or the in the newsletter they'll kind of give their things i think he's doing like a two teams that you have sort of deal um but just you know this idea of you know what you need to do or what i mean what's it going to be like with um tournament stuff when you get there i know some people have um probably participated in some of those things but it's it's going to be a different vibe you know and um I think it'll be cool still, but I don't really know how that's going to yeah. change things. Yeah, I, I, and I think that, I don't know, I mean, like I know the one here in Grand Rapids, the Furniture City, that's not even on the APA um, newsletter yeah. list. I think they just canceled that, and a lot of them have gone by the wayside. If you are going to do a tournament, you need to have some kind of protocols in, in place, you know, and being someone that's taught like, hybrid school here with kids and stuff you know where you got to wear our masks every day and we only have half the kids there and all this stuff but they're going to have to se separate tables people probably should be wearing masks they should try to have you know limit the movement that people have there's some things that they should try to put in place you know have mm -hmm. things available if somebody wants to sterilize the table obviously people can bring their own stuff too those kind of things, you know, using your own dice or whatever you're doing. I, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's got to be that thought put into place right. to try to limit, um, you know, anything that might be 
spread, you know. So. Right. That's why, like, Pastor Rich is going to move um, his tournament into his kind of gym area to give a little more spacing, which is a good idea, you know. Um, and, you know, it just matters where, you know, people feel comfortable about different things. But I, you know, it's always a challenge, I think, for anybody to organize one of these tournaments. And now you throw in mm-hmm. some of these other variables it's now. Thing, and, if, if you aren't willing to do that, then you just need to cancel it. Yeah. Then, yeah, you shouldn't do it. Yeah. Um, because I'm yeah. concerned. I mean, I haven't. I, I don't know what Pastor Rich is thinking. I, I, I he's a pretty smart guy, so I'd hope that he would have things in place. But I'm I'm concerned that if I went there, there's a whole bunch of people not wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. At that, I mean, at that point, okay, okay. If we have a vaccine or things are all set by March, you know, okay, you know, I know it can change. But if it what if it's what it is right now, everybody should be wearing a mask mm-hmm. inside there. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know. If they're not, then I don't feel comfortable really going. Yeah. Because people come from out of state. People come from all over Michigan. Right. Um. You know, I, I, I really want to go. I'd be really disappointed. But, you know, I don't, I don't know. I want to know how that's going to take place. Mm-hmm. You know, any tournament that I would go to. Right. And I think you got to be pretty clear and upfront about that. And I think that... Um... You know, if people really don't want to do that and that's your rule, then they probably shouldn't come, you know, like if that's what you, you got to stick to. Um, on the other hand, if somebody's not comfortable with how things are going, then they should be able to, I guess, bow out too, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that I mean, that's really hard. Um, and we all just want to have fun and, and do yeah. stuff like that. But, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to, um, you know, go get too risky just for an APA tournament either. Yes, <laughs> so, exactly. you know, mm-hmm. um, speaking of uh, places that you can go and stuff like that, I see that they announced that the uh, national convention in Alpharetta mm-hmm. is going to be um, Thursday, June 24th to Sunday, June 27th. And I guess sometime in January, they'll give some details. Um, I hope by then they can have their, their convention, you know, and, and, yes. and uh, tournament and all that stuff, um, you know, that that's something that definitely got shortchanged this last year. Um, so, you know, I don't know if we'll be able to make that or not. I know that we've had people yeah. talk to us about trying to do that. But when I um, saw the days, I was like, man, I don't know. I see what's going on. I mean, it's still, you know, in the middle of seasons that i'm trying to right. empire and, and assign and things like that but at some point i'd definitely like to do that i don't know if it'll be this year or not you know right so we'll yeah see. i was looking at it too and thinking well maybe i don't know yeah, i thought I mean, maybe i thought maybe yeah it'd be, it'd so be we'll bad. have to i put it on I my calendar that to my i put it on my calendar too i mentioned it to uh my wife and daughter and and they're not very interested in going <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> i did not ask my family but I think I already know that they're not. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. So yeah, I, like, I have a feeling that at any point, the first time either one of us attends a Apple APA national convention, will be uh, together. Yes. Um, <laughs> just the two of us. Yes. You know what? That's but, fine too. <laughs> yeah. You know, we can drive down or whatever. Whatever. Yeah. You know, I just have to see where things are. But I, I would like to to have that experience i think that would be really cool so yes i think so too we have our eye on it you know we both added it in there we'll see um if i'm not there i'll feel like i'm missing out you know but um, on the other hand what are you gonna do right 
So, um, but hopefully other I people. Hope it, I just hope it happens. I mean, you know. Right. Point, yeah. We'll see. yeah. But that's at least a ways away. I mean, hopefully yep. everything kind of straightens out. And I know everybody has their different opinions on things. But since, you know, March, we've kind of been dealing with kind of the same thing here. So um, I'm hoping that um, some resolution will happen before we get to June. Uh, that yes. would be that would be good. Um, all right, so um, those are kind of the some of the main things I thought we could talk about today, and um, I I hope that uh, people, you know, will check us out when we can come back and get a couple more interviews going. I think the first one we're going to try to see if we can line up is Nick, mm-hmm. and uh, though I I you know he. Uh, He's from Canada, so you know he's on Canadian time. No, I mean he's on. Uh, isn't he from? <laughs> well, he is, is he from? He? He's from. Is he from Nova, Nova Scotia? Scotia? Yeah. yeah I think they so they're in a different time. They are in a different time zone than we are in Michigan. Yeah. So they're in that in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean time zone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, but uh, we'll try to we'll try to see if we can line that up. Perhaps I know that when we uh, we do different things to interview people, and one of the things that we found successful the last few interviews that we did was to to just uh talk to somebody through zoom Mm -hmm. and record it you know um normally if you set it up you can get a decent um audio recording of that and we had used clean feed and different things and and that was working pretty well but um you can always talk like you know you and i talking here let's say as long as you want two people but once you add in a third you get you get 40 minutes unless you're paying more right mm-hmm. um so um we'll have to figure that out as we go we might have to take little breaks or something and we talk yeah. to somebody like, because part like you one, know remember when we talked part four yeah remember when we talked yeah. to stray you know i mean geez that would have been like okay we're gonna have to stop here we're running out of time you know or whatever um yeah so what we'd what we'd have to kind of negotiate that a little bit but we can do that that's totally possible mm-hmm. um but i for a while there when all things started kicking in as a teacher, my teacher account, I had like unlimited time, so we could just roll with it. Yeah, that's not happening yeah. now. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so now we'll have to figure that out. All right. So, um, hopefully, everybody's doing well, and you're staying safe, and you're and you're uh, continue your APA hobbies. And if you have any feedback for us, uh, please reach out and let us know. Um, you can, you know. Uh, email us at doubletakefeedback at gmail.com or, uh, you know, reach out to us on Twitter and Facebook and places like that too, or through the Anchor app. Um, and you can give us, uh, you know, a voicemail, something like that. Um, and in the meantime, please take care and keep rolling. Double Take is recorded using Audacity and CleanFeed. We use Fifine USB microphones and distribute through Anchor.fm. Theme music, Funk in the Trunk, is by Shane Ivers at SilvermanSound.com. Please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at DoubletakeCast, or email us at DoubletakeFeedback at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.